This hey. is so exciting. Yay. Hi, Tara. Hi. How's it going? Welcome. Where, so you're out there on Vashon Island. Is it raining? It's a beautiful, cloudy, rainy, cool Vashon oh. Island this morning. Well, let me introduce the show before people kind of wonder where they are. Um, we are in the Ready Row USA podcast. Uh, we have another exciting epi episode as we continue a regular broadcast featuring the best of rowing news, interviews, gadgets, and gear from clubs and companies and rowers like you across the country. We always welcome your input and you are why we do this and we do this about you. So please contribute if you can at rowing.chat. We are part of the Rowing Chat Network and you can subscribe to receive notifications of upcoming shows and send in your own news tips and join our community and just get to know each other. And maybe if you go to Vashon Island, you can row with Tara. And where do you subscribe, Charlotte? Rowing.chat. It's, it's, it's an actual URL. It's not a .com, it's .chat instead. So we got that Who one. Knew? Yeah, so that's cool. What are we yeah. talking about today? Well, um, just wanted to, nod to our live viewers and we'll try and get as many of your comments up as possible. We have a little bit of a technical brouhaha here, but we'll try and do that. If not, uh, just send them on to the YouTube comments list and we'll answer them uh, after the show. Um, we are talking today, Tara, about our large mouse on the screen. No, I mean, we're talking about masters and more. Uh, this is a frequent topic and we hope uh, will continue as a regular uh, feature. And your term was a ham and egger, right? Yeah, do you know what a ham and egger is? Well, I do now, yeah. yeah. Did you look it up? Uh, no, you, it became clear in the fullness of time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I make those kinds of dishes when after rowing, you know, I throw yeah. everything I have in. And, you That's know. probably the inspiration for it. I think that it's, <laughs> It's definitely more of a, a master's team term or a junior's team term. But if you don't, uh -huh. if you don't know what a ham and egger is, uh, essentially you show up at the boathouse, you put your name into a big pool of names, and they make a lineup. And you have to go off and make your actual lineup for your eight. This is usually done in eights. I see. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's their actual rowing thing, too. Besides oh, yeah, food. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, there's eight names picked. So they do this at the University of Washington all the time. And it wow. just helps the coaches see different combinations of people. In Masters, it's usually done on a, on a, like a boathouse appreciation day or an open house day. Some day that's supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it mixes up coaches and Masters and juniors all together. It's really fun. And cool you go out and you race a really short race, usually about 500 meters. You come back in, you all get out of the boat and a new uh, new lineup is put together and you go out and you race. And that's a ham and egger. Okay. I thought it was like second breakfast, you know? No. <laughs> you know what second breakfast is, right? Uh, for rowers. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 I okay. learned this at uh, Mark uh, Wilson's rowing camp. And speaking of Mark Wilson, <clears throat> he is one of our contributors, the all American rowing camp. And, uh, Tara, of course, Tara Morgan is from Seas of the Oar and the Vashon Island Rowing Club. She's a coach there. Yeah. Hi, Tara. And I am Charlotte Pierce. I'm the producer and uh, publisher at Pierce Press. I'm a rower at Community Rowing in Boston. And we have some fabulous sponsors that make it actually possible for us to do this and to continue to do it. 
Uh, Just Strong is a technical athletic gear for women. It's actually designed for women. And we have a special um, discount code there, REBCARO10. And you can get this in the show notes or at rowing.chat slash sponsors. Uh, we also are sponsored by Mind Games by Annie Vernon. Do you know Annie Vernon, um, Tara? You're a, no, ma'am. She, she's, a, a believe, an Olympic athlete, but she's written this great sports psychology book called Mind Games. And you can get a signed copy if you order at bloomsbury.com. And she's a longtime supporter of Row, Ready Row USA and Rowing Chat. And of course, the way to bring confidence into the boat is with a Rose and Thorn Active Bra, you get a 10% discount with Ready Row USA. So thank you all three of our longtime sponsors. You are the best. And let's get into our topic in the booth. Okay. Tara, so, so what's uh, up? In the spirit of the ham and agar, I have topics here. Yes, ma'am. There are rowers, if you will. So I'm going to choose yeah. a topic and we're just going to riff because oh, we, you're, you have a hat. If you, has this been vetted by our accounting firm? Totally. totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically what I did was I brainstormed some pretty general things that we could dive into. It's a little bit on the random side, but you know, in the spirit of resilience and the spirit of one crappy stroke to one good stroke over time, um, we're just going to go with it. So our okay. first topic, you ready? Yes, ma'am. We need a drum roll. <laughs> boat naming. Okay. Boat naming. That's what it says. <laughs> so Charlotte, I think you are a boat owner. Yes. Yeah? Okay. I I'm am. Not a- I'm not a boat owner. So what's your experience with boat naming? Because I know I've been a proud owner of an all white Pinert for two years. I bought it at the Essex uh, Rowing Club, Rowing Association now in um, Lowell, Mass. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, I love rowing. I love my boat. I just, I actually do love my boat. I I have a a real attract, you know, an attraction, affection for my boat. But I said, you know, it's got to have a name. It's got to be meaningful. There's got to be, you know, something I really, you know, identify with. So I'm looking up on the internet for ideas. You know, I'm sort of a template person. And I find this, you know, I had all these things. I I wanted to call it, uh, she persisted or nevertheless. But then I thought nevertheless was a little negative. So I thought she persisted, was it more positive? And that almost went with that. And then uh, I saw this meme on boat names. There there are these, you know, you can find anything on the internet, but it was, it said, you know, a bunch of boat names and like thumbnails up and down the screen. And one said, uh, you know, one boat name was pretentious Greek phrase. (laughs) Pretentious, pretentious Latin phrase. Pretentious Latin phrase, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to name it Eos also, which means goddess of the dawn, which is like totally pretentious, but I sort of like it. So I I actually have not affixed a name to it yet, but I'm thinking more like she persisted would be more. That's pretty dope. And the nice thing about boat names is they can be they can be over and over again. Like you can see it at one regatta, you'll see a synergy, or you'll see a, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Seattle, I we name it after in my boathouse. We've named stuff after um, people who've passed away, 
people who've given the most money to buy the boat. Oh yeah, yeah, we have right. that at uh, Community right. Rowing. It's a great way actually to do some fundraising. So like it's, in Dior, we offered boat naming as a fundraising level because we had three, so we had three boats that were unnamed, which is really bad luck, right? It's bad luck mm -hmm. to have unnamed boats. It's also bad luck to um, uh, reuse a name. So in the case of when I had an eight uh, break in half like this. Yeah, we had something that happened the other wake. day. Mm -hmm. It was a four foot uh, wake from a wake boat that broke the boat literally in half with eight people in it. Um, and we had to buy a new boat, but it was the same boat, right? But we had to name it the Beast 2 because it's bad luck, right, to have it. The other Gosh, I'm glad I know this stuff now. Yeah, that's... The other tradition, which if anybody else has traditions they want to share, let me know. But the tradition that we would do is we would go get finish line water from a significant finish line. So in Seattle, it might be the, the opening day Windermere Cup finish line. Mm -hmm. In Boston, it might be the Charles, uh, you know, in whatever your space is. Uh, for Seize the Oar, we did our boat naming using finish line water from Cascadia Regatta with the Delta Slough in Canada because they're awesome and it's a great race. So that's boat naming. Uh, mm -hmm. We named ours after our founding member, after our Latin that we use. And, <laughs> and then we did a poll. So I don't know if anybody out there has done a poll of all their rowers and said, hey, everybody nominate a boat name. And then it narrows down. Uh, my club, Conabare, uh, that's how we name boats. Uh, Conabare's in Seattle, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Is it on Lake Washington or? Yeah, yeah. we should do a spotlight on them sometime. That would be because yeah. I hear a lot about them. I know John Irora uh, uh, Tagoyana. Oh yeah, from does, isn't he from there? Now, what's our next topic, by the way? Well, I'm gonna shake my hat here. Okay. Oh, this is a good one because everybody's starting to think about this. How to Charles, go to on the cheap? Charles on the cheap. So, is there such a thing? You okay. mean the head of the Charles on the Jeep? Yeah. So here's the mm -hmm. thing. Um, this is a real fun road trip for you, right? For mm -hmm. us and for anybody west of the Mississippi, this is kind of an undertaking. Uh, we have trailering fees. We have uh, airlines. We have hotels or Airbnbs. We have per diems. Um, we have coach. We usually pay for our coaches and our coxswains to go. We have gifts. You know, so all told, uh, I'm, and I do it pretty cheaply. I go and it, I spend about two thousand dollars to go. Do you guys take a trailer out from Vashon? We do. Um, we always there's usually on the West Coast, uh, all the boat houses talk to each other all the way down to San okay, Diego, okay, okay. right? Because you can go the ninety route across the northbound mm -hmm. uh, across the U.S., or you can go the south route uh, through Arizona and then go up. Uh, through uh, from Tennessee up to New York, right? So up if anybody has space on their trailer, they'll swing by and right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. right now, people have already reserved space on their trailers. Um, mm -hmm. So even if you have a single, uh, singles, uh, it, so you get the order form, and sometimes yeah. there's two trailers that go from Seattle. Sometimes there's one. If you missed it, you missed it. Like it's kind of bad. And then what you do if you missed it is you drive southbound and intersect with a trailer coming northbound mm -hmm. with your boat and then you put your boat on. Yeah, I know I, that was what we, well, I missed that 
going down to rowing camp because Jim Dietz comes from Massachusetts and he coaches down there yeah. in Deland at uh, Mark's camp. And he said, you know, like, I'm sorry, I already left. I'm in Philadelphia or something. So yeah. I, I just borrowed one of their boats. But um, so going to the Charles for us is a really big commitment. And I think for mm -hmm. the people who run the Charles, I think that what needs a change that needs to be considered is that they don't publish the lottery results until after Labor Day. And by the time Labor Day rolls around, those ticket prices for airlines, we've already booked hotels because we can cancel, right? Or booked Airbnbs. Um, but those lottery results make it so that we were buying our plane tickets like September 10th, which is a month from going to Boston. And we're coming yeah. furthest other than the international athletes. So there are people on the West Coast who are who are feeling pretty confident. You know, you don't have to seat race for your boat or you're feeling pretty confident and they buy their tickets like in January, like that's really cheap. Um, and, you know, the other thing is you don't know how long you're staying or when, mm -hmm. you, you know, what you can assume your race is on Saturday if you know you're in the women's eight or, you know, et cetera. Um, and then the other way that we did it on the cheap last year, which I really enjoyed was <clears throat> we, um, uh, one of the team members got an Airbnb that housed five people, right. right? So we were couching it. We were, you know, cause the thing about the Charles is you need to have a good bed, right? Like if you're not sleeping in your own bed, yeah. like please God, don't make me sleep on the floor before. And you I need sleep. to have uh, ham and eggs. <laughs> yeah. So during these uh, VRBOs, you know, Airbnb things with the kitchen. And we got one that was right over at Trader Joe's, which was amazing. And we had all sorts of snacks and foods and we were within walking distance of our trailer, which was great. Mm -hmm. The other group, there was a gal who got a huge apartment and we ordered a catered dinner in. Like we catered, we had it catered and it was a restaurant. So mm -hmm. it was real food, it was real stuff. Everybody wasn't spending a hundred dollars a head to go out and have a glass of wine and, and and do that. So we thought that was a really great way to do the Charles on the cheap. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah. The other thing is to offer your club, um, your members of your club, the opportunity to sort of pay it off over time, mm -hmm. because you're going to have trailering fees, you're going to have personal expenses, mm -hmm. and then you're going to have to do like you know lyft and uber and per diem and all that stuff when you're there so it's good if you can spread it out if that's an issue for you um, because i think that it being cost prohibitive is kind of exclusive and kind of an asshole move like it's a beautiful big yeah. race. yeah we have head of the lake on the west coast so if you're ever a, a head racing rower and need a place to go let's come on out to the head of the lake yeah yeah we have a lot of uh, i mean i'd fill my house with rowers if my family would allow me to <laughs> You know, um, we have a lot of, uh, and I think the more you make relationships, like this is what we're trying to do with this podcast, you know, connect people. Yeah. You know, it, it's like a lot of that, you know, if you know somebody, they might not have space in their house, but they might know somebody who does. And yeah. You know, yeah. And I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that the head of the Charles is an asshole move. I just mean <laughs> the pressure that people put on themselves to go to this big fancy uh, event. It's so cool when you're there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think it's like the World Series of rowing. Yeah. But there's a lot of pressure to go to it. And I think that there's a lot of inequities within clubs. And you can't assume that everyone wants to go, can go. And right. So I like right. I like hearing stories about clubs that 
make these policies where everyone can be involved and everyone can go on mm -hmm. these trips. Um, I think that, that we're always trying to, to unite our masters, right? Yeah. We want to try not to have exclusivity and we try not to have divisiveness. Let's yeah. do another topic. Okay. Another topic we have, let's see, we have uh, five more minutes. Let's see. Let's talk about that master's regionals that got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, kind of came across that story. Um, on Facebook or something. Were there? It was, it was supposed to be in Lowell up here at uh, where where we had the uh, festival regatta a couple and weeks ago. And which one was it? It was the uh, Northeast and Mid Atlantic uh, Masters Regionals. Right. So why did it get canceled? Low enrollment. And I don't know who made the decision. I just saw that U.S. Rowing. Well, actually, they think they sent out a message to their members in this region. That, yeah, uh, you know, they would try and continue to support it. And I don't know, like, what does it take to get people interested in signing up? I, I didn't sign up because I just like I'm just I just signed up for a few regattas and I didn't even think about regionals. So yeah. one question for I have for you is where does it fall in the schedule of sprint racing in right. the Northeast? Well, it was last weekend. I think it was supposed to be last weekend. So how did it fall in regards to other races? Um. Like where, what was the most subscribed? Oh, no, wait, it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be the day before the Cromo Cup, which is this Sunday. So which I think the, now the Cromo Cup is full. Yes, the Cromo Cup is full. And that, I think that's why. My friend Nancy uh, Diesner uh, said, I said, you know, it's full. And she said, I think it's because regionals was canceled the so day before. Had, in, in the, in the, on the West Coast, uh, Southwest regionals is often, uh, has often been canceled uh, mm -hmm. because of undersubscribing. The thing about that race, though, uh, was for a long time, it was only one day. And mm -hmm. it was usually in a remote location, not, not remote, but like Arizona, you know, a, a beautiful place, a great time of year to go there. But um, you've got a trek to it. Yeah. You got a trek to it. And then it's only mm -hmm. one day. This year, they're just, killing it i don't know who the loc is but they're killing it and they're doing yeah. it in long beach california which is cool oh brilliant yeah well the other thing is you're going to a place in california that's it's an olympic former olympic venue mm -hmm. it's uh, and they so they got a lot of leverage with that they also have a lot of boat clubs within mm -hmm. 50 miles so if people wanted to travel and borrow mm -hmm. boats which is a topic actually we're going to talk about in a few weeks where how do you travel and row? Uh, because yeah, I like that topic because it's, yeah. it has enriched my travel so much. Is that one of our topics today or just like upcoming? It's coming up. We're going to okay. do a rowing, we're going to do a rowing travel one. Yeah. And part of that is the discussion of, let's say I want to go to long beach and I want to row the pair and I have a pair partner, but I don't have a pair shell. What's the best way to, uh, reach out to the five clubs in the region or look at the entry list and see who's going and say, Hey, can I borrow one of your pairs? Here's how much I weigh here. Much here's, you know, yeah. The Cause there's like, if you look at the world masters, like people trying to like setting up Facebook groups, trying to figure out who's going, what, yeah. what the age is, you know, it's like so labor intensive. It would be nice if there's a, yeah, I think a that, grid somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a way that, you know, for a long time, clubs borrowed boats when they went to Boston um, yeah. from the West Coast because it just was like, really? You drive boats from the West Coast? That's crazy. It takes three days, you know. Um, I know there's one 
one uh, team from a country that shall remain nameless that uh, borrowed a CRI boat and <laughs> promptly rammed oh, it into the Elliott Bridge. I know, <laughs> I know that story. You know that story. <laughs> well, so Andy Crumpholt, who used to be our, you know, a fabulous uh, uh, para, you know, engineer guy, he he told me that story. Also, the University of Washington, uh, he repaired their boat because they backed the trailer, bought backed into a loading dock or something. <laughs> Yeah, we had, yeah, that's how that so there's like mad repair going on. So, so yeah, so next week we're going to talk about rowing and aging. Um, right? Is that mm -hmm. next week? yeah? So, the topic next week really is about, um, not necessarily aging in chronological years, yes, really about, and this is a topic I feel super passionately about because I've coached uh elder rowers, you know, up to like 84 mm -hmm. years old, like for fantastic, sure. amazing. We've got them in our coach slugbook growing group. <laughs> yeah. And I also teach adaptive rowing. So there's a lot of similarities in like how to adapt, you know, things like getting into the boat, getting out of the boat, uh, how to yeah. adapt practice. So next mm -hmm. week we're going to talk about rowing and aging. The topic subtitle tag is uh, how to stay in the boat longer. Right. Mm -hmm. So come with those thoughts. Uh, I did a survey a few years ago, so I've got a lot of data to share that would be yeah. really fun to look at. Um, and then we're going to talk after that about travel. And so, you know, kudos to everybody for watching today. We're excited to just keep going with these kinds of topics. And I think we're going to make this ham and egger episode uh, kind of a regular thing. I so love it. Yeah, it's just kind of like it helps. It's sort of relaxing. You know, we could just pull stuff out of our heads. And we would love to hear from people. I, we have a few people watching right now. If you can send in your ideas. You know, we want to cover what you want to hear about. So, yeah, know, we should talk forever about what's interesting to us. But what are yeah. these? Uh, what you're going to be doing some traveling and uh, some, some. Um, yeah, I'm going to go up and visit. Uh, first, my trip. I'm going to go visit the Salt Spring Island Rowing Club, which is even just as teeny as you could imagine. Uh, they just weathered a huge windstorm, uh, a lot of damage last year, so they're coming out of that. Um, is that in Canada or? Yeah, it's in Canada. Oh, okay. And then in November, this is a shout out to uh, our pals at the Rio Salado, Rio Salado Rowing Club and the Tempe uh, Town Rowing Club in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in Phoenix November 10th through 12th at the Adaptive Sports USA Conference uh, right there in the heart of downtown Phoenix uh, by the airport there. And I'm looking for some ergs to do my presentation. So Rio Salado, Tempe, if you guys have two ergs I can borrow, I'd love to talk to you uh, so I can do my cool. yeah. uh, para rowing uh, demonstration. Um, and just a shout out, Rio's just a note, Rio Salado came all the way to the Northwest Masters Regionals competition recently. So shout out to uh, Rio Salado for just putting it on putting it out there and bringing their boats all the way up. They did a road trip. It was awesome. And I know they have, uh, they've also contributed some uh, club news to a, to our, uh, through our form, which I will flash up here. Yeah, It'll be in the show notes. All this stuff will be in the show notes. We don't have a lot of visuals today, but we're going to put links in the show notes. So please, you know, visit that at rowing.chat. Yeah. And, uh, and then um, let us know now if any of you guys, any of our listeners and watchers are going to U.S. Rowing Convention in December because we're going to try and do a live broadcast and maybe a little meetup um, and mm -hmm. just chat about maybe do the ham and egg or live. That would be really fun. I know. So yeah. I, I thought it, you, I saw you put that on the schedule and, and I'm 
I'm, I'm, we'll see, we'll both be there, but uh, I thought we could do a little preview on the Wednesday beforehand. So, yeah, you know, yeah. just so, like tell people where to find us and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you're going to the U.S. Rowing Convention, that convention, if you're not familiar with it, is held in Philadelphia this year, which is a super fun location with Boathouse Row and Penn's Landing where mm -hmm. it's held. Um, and it's appropriate for rowers as well as coaches. So don't be intimidated um, by the topics. Uh, yeah. Really in fact, we, we would love to have more masters uh, rowers showing up because I yeah. think, you know, we need to have a voice and, you know, kind of uh, connect all these different sort of. Right. And so disciplines within U.S. rowing. So we're going to be uh, hopefully hatching some really fun uh, meetup ideas and talk learn to row, talk masters, talk aging, uh, all those great topics to keep us in the boat longer. And also we're going to talk about uh, eventually if you're a master's rower or you're uh, thinking about becoming a coach, uh, the mm -hmm. steps, the steps to becoming a coach, a great coach, not just a coach. Know, yeah. And there's, I know my friend, Nancy Mack, um, she just started taking coaching classes for learn to row and that's where she wants to start. And yeah, you know, she's, it's a really cool thing to do. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's really fun. So do we um, have, do we have a prize today? Oh, we'll just figure out something. What what do you think our prize should be? I have I actually have one. What? Oh, good. Yeah. So I just did a run of our the seize the or fabulous shirts. One catch, one finish, one team. Yes. Seize I just did a run of these t-shirts. So let's have our hashtag uh, be. Uh, so what is it? Our, our USA Masters for today's episode. Yeah, I, I wasn't too creative today, but that's I figured. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you are our winner, uh, I'll get in touch with you and get your size. And these are the hot ticket. They've got our logo on the back. Which I love you, it. You can see on my coffee cup here. Represent. Ooh. Represent. We've sold a lot of these shirts around the world. So nice. uh, they are going to be going on sale on our website. So the, the instructions are in the show notes, but you you, you have to use the YouTube show uh, watch link and the, the hashtag in any social media. We will search it and find it. We will track you down. Yeah. And if we don't, good. let us know. Seize the um, the, we also want to hear about from people about, uh, you know, just random club news. Like I said, no club is too small or too remote or too big or n too new. Um, we want to just kind of find, get a glimpse of what's going on out there. And gadgets and gear, it's one of our more, more popular features. We need more uh, more gadgets coming in. I got some kind of fly. Um, and then we're going to wrap it up here, but we're ex I'm excited about our new format, uh, Tara. And yeah. I really appreciate you being on board and and um, yeah, being so plugged into the rowing world. You know, I'm just I'm a master's rower. I've only been doing it for seven years, but I just yeah, you know, clearly addicted. But um, my company is Pierce Press. I'm a publisher, so that's kind of what I do more most of the time. Got some cool new books coming out, and Mark Wilson is he'll be with us next week, I think, for the aging one. Not that he's aging; he never does. But uh, he runs the All-American Rowing Camps. And, of course, Tara with Carpe Remig Remigium. It's actually, Remigium. Carpe, it's actually Carpe Remus. I'll send you a new logo. Carpe Remus. Okay, yeah. It's not a pretentious uh, Latin phrase, but it's uh, it's yeah. <laughs> seize the or. Seize the or. Anyway, um, and, again, our sponsors, rowing.chat slash sponsors. You will find great discounts and please, you know, patronize them because that keeps us going and we, and we love them. 
We love their stuff. Uh, we've already gone over some of our upcoming um, topics and we appreciate y'all being here and we will see you next Wednesday, the 17th at 11 and we'll talk then. Awesome. Take, take care. Thanks, Charlotte. Bye, Tara. Thanks. You're the best. You too, babe. Bye-bye. <laughs>